Hey y'all, happy Sunday. I'm so excited you're here. Welcome back to the Balanced Nurse Podcast. And in today's episode, I have Rhea Sakol, who is an amazing guest, such a beautiful soul. And it was such an amazing conversation. I really do think that this is something I know that I needed to hear right now at this point in my life. And it was so inspiring. And I really hope that no matter what you're going through in life, any part of this conversation is going to resonate with you. It's going to hit home for you in some way. So I really hope you enjoyed this episode. Now, Ria Sokol is a public speaker, artist, and an author. She lives in Poland, which was so cool to be able to have this conversation while she's on the other side of the world. And, you know, she started with her work with spirituality and personal development back in 2005. And she studied psychology and she felt like there was just more to it than textbooks. And that's really where her journey began to really travel around the world and looking for answers about the depth and the meaning of her life. Some of the key topics in this conversation were trusting the journey, the importance of self-worth, and really seeing the bigger picture and being able to balance the energy of giving and receiving. We also had a conversation around the power of emotions, the importance of courage and receiving and trust in nursing and in self-care. And she also ends it with the idea of the trial tool, which can help in the process of creating healthier habits. I really hope you enjoy this conversation, friend. Hey friend, welcome to the Balanced Nurse Podcast. Are you wanting more time on your days off to create healthier habits and actually work on your goals? Then this podcast is for you. I'm Ashley and I used to be a burnt out nurse just like you. I know what it's like to feel exhausted and frustrated on your days off. I wanted to work out more, eat healthier, and enjoy time with friends and family. But I kept telling myself that that run could wait till tomorrow. I was just too tired to fit in a workout into my busy schedule. Entering my 30s, I realized I had neglected my own health and personal growth. It was a wake-up call that inspired me to take control of my life. That's when I learned two key things. The incredible peace that time management brings and the beauty of real work-life harmony. And I want you, friend, to have this too. I'll share with you my tips and tricks on how to manage your time create healthier habits, and be more productive on your days off so that you can achieve your biggest health and business goals. So let's pop in those earbuds, get that nurse fun up, and let's dig in. Rhea, thank you so much for being here with us today. I think that today's conversation is going to be a beautiful conversation, and that's really going to resonate with the women of my community, the nursing community. So thank you so much. I'm very delighted to be here and super excited about our talk. Yay. So let's start off with maybe sharing a little bit about yourself. I know that you started this journey from even studying psychology, from what I was reading, to becoming an influential speaker and artist, right? Would you mind sharing some maybe some pivotal experiences or moments in your life that really led you to where you are today, to the path that you're on today? Yeah, yes, it, it would be a long because it's not like one thing that happened, but for sure I can tell that 
Um, the biggest breakthrough that I had was when I was ill. Uh, seriously, I was I was diagnosed with depression, and this forced me literally to dig deeper into who I am, what is life, what am I doing here, why I'm here, and basically how to heal because depression is is very brutal disease and very um penetrating i would say i don't want to you know prioritize what is worse what is better but this really took me on my knees and from there i managed to start exploring who i am and i had to realize that even if i take support from the outside ultimately I need to find it inside of me because I think more than anything in my life, I wanted to be first of all free, but second of all, I didn't want to depend on anything. So this is like kind of part of my temper that I don't want to be dependent and I don't want, like I want to feel that everything depends on me, my thoughts, my, you know, my direction. So from from this healing i remember being in the most dark place i could ever imagine and i remember promising to myself and like praying to anyone who could hear me um that if i find a way out from here if i heal i'm gonna share it with people because i was suffering so much that part of my like idea was that I don't ever wish anybody to suffer like that so that really motivated me and drove me um, to pull myself up slowly slowly step by step and keep the promise Uh, so I'm keeping the promise and I'm making this impact wow what a beautiful story thank you so much for sharing that um I also remember reading that part of that, of the journey of self-discovery and healing was traveling, right? And kind of searching for the meaning of life. And and so I'm curious because I know that I kind of went through that myself as well. Maybe two years ago, I was kind of, I came at a crossroad in my life and went on this journey of traveling to discover myself and I was just wondering if like from anything from your travel experiences was there anything that was really transformative in your life it was the part this moment in the world history where all the self-development and also deep shamanic work was starting to you know to come out and be very fashionable it wasn't in my country so this is this was very this was the pull i wanted to go and explore and i saw more possibilities um when i was traveling and because i was traveling since i was a kid this felt very natural i felt i always felt like a citizen of the world rather than you know, being Polish girl. So it felt very natural for me to just jump into the world and see what's going to happen. And I ended up in India in uh, in 
deep meditative meditative meditations <laughs> many meditations like vipassana or darkness retreat or silent retreats so i was really experiencing a lot of um, culture a lot of different approach to what i've known here it was you know some time ago it was almost 10 years ago so uh it wasn't so popular as it is mm -hmm. just now so i was kind of you know i heard something and i was immediately going there and i met a lot of people and as i was traveling through india thailand bali united states europe many places uh i I realized that I'm writing the story of someone who who got out of depression. And after I realized that, um, I started sharing it. I was in so much shock. I was in so much awe. Like, I didn't know even when it actually happened that I, I built it all. Like, I built the joy on the top of this nightmare, on the top of me being on my knees. And... When I was re when I realized that I started sharing it, and then this is how I was getting invited to lectures or workshops, because it was just an inspiration for other people. So many things that I've learned, and that actually led me towards speaking, towards showing people, sharing my experience, being vocal about depression, about anxiety attacks, about money, about abundance, about relationships, about sexuality, about mindset, subconscious, like everything that I'm covering now is coming from my own experience and my inner work that I've done, whether it was on the trainings or workshops, or whether it was like my life that I was experiencing and transforming as I was experiencing it. Wow. Yes, beautiful story. I think that's like a story of really turning pain, right? That mm -hmm. pain and suffering, you know, with you suffering with depression and really turning that into purpose and now helping other women or other individuals um, do the help, helping them or guiding them with the work as well and kind of getting them out of that dark place. So I think that's such a beautiful thing. Now, I know that you mentioned a, a bunch of like the um, things that you've you're, you teach now, right? Like the sexuality and abundance and mindset, which I am obsessed with. I love listening to anything having to do with any of those topics. I really love it. And but one of them that I want to ask you more about um, was part of your codes, like which is some of the principles that you live by, correct? Yes, definitely. This is something that actually I started using it. And I didn't even know what it is. I was just using it. And I saw after years of using it and also sharing it, I just started seeing so many incredible results that then I said, okay, I think we've got a tool here to share with the whole world. <laughs> and this is how it came out. Awesome. And so one of them is being is trust, right? Being able to trust the journey trust the process. And I think that so many of the listeners can really resonate with that. You know, I, you know, like I mentioned to you before the recording is that most of my episodes on Tuesdays are a little more tactical, right? So it's more about goal setting and more about like achieving something and creating healthy habits and routines, managing our time. And I also like taking more of a holistic approach to, to, the individual, right? Because I think that we are more than just our goals or habits. Like we are human beings. We are spirits. We are, we are love, right? And 
I think that something that I know I've struggled with, and I think many of our listeners can can resonate with as well, is trusting the process. I think that they may be at a, maybe some of them are at a crossroads right now, and they're scared. They are, they have massive fear on which path to take, right? And and I and I completely understand. It's really scary when you don't know what's going to be on the other side. And so my question to you is how do you approach or encourage trust in the process, in the journey, in ourselves, in our intuition, um, especially when we're faced with so much ambiguity? Mm. Beautiful question. One of my favorites. Um, I think I would like to share two factors that are most were most important in my journey. And first one is I realized after many experiences that actually each one of them is part of the sequence. Like we see literally one puzzle of 1,000, you know, whole picture and then we our human being our our psychology wants to immediately make a story about it so it's literally like you're taking this puzzle and you make you interpret it you make um like all kinds of uh i don't know the english word like presumptions presumptions about it and it's from the energetical point of view, from the like metaphysical point of view, it is crazy, literally. It's insane. Because... One word crazy. <laughs> <laughs> because it's like, you know, why would we be doing it to ourselves? Just taking this puzzle and making everything all about it. If we zoom out, we suddenly see, oh, hold on, there is another one, there is another one, there is an, oh my God, there is a bigger picture, oh my God, it starts to make sense, oh, this is why I see it here, and actually, you know, here I see something different, and all together, it's my dream, and then it just blows your mind, so after studying it for so many years, like, I was a nerd in studying psychology, and subconscious, and manifestation, how it works, the mechanisms. And I realized, oh my God, this is the biggest harm that we're doing to ourselves, that we are ending the story after seeing one puzzle out of 1000 puzzles. And this is something that gave me so much power, so much faith, so much trust, and so much clarity that every time I get into some kind of difficulties now, or I go into discomfort, it's still annoying. It's still, you know, uncomfortable. It still can be painful, but it's always with curiosity. I always remember that it's just one puzzle. And this is one factor. This is one fundamental thing. The second fundamental thing is the biggest gift that we can give to ourselves, which is working on our self-worth working on our um, war, word, like when I give my word, I can rely on myself. I know it's going to happen. I trust myself. I believe in myself. I have faith in myself. I know 
myself. I know if I say something, I'm going to do it. This is very deep work on confidence, on self-worth. And that is like a magic factor that suddenly you start working on this area and it applies and kind of spreads on all the areas of your life, on your health on your relationships, on your business, on your money, on your motherhood, whatever whatever it is, it just impacts everything. It's almost like a soil on which you are building the house. And what I've noticed in my experience is that after doing a lot of inner work and I'm and I'm still deepening this self-worth after doing so much, I suddenly saw in the mirror a woman who is much rare using I don't know. Mm. It's almost like, of course, I sometimes I don't know. But mm. comparing to how I didn't know in the past, it's like 10%. So something in there that we start uh, building suddenly also applies on the trust because I start knowing more. I start being aware more. I start, I just experience life in a different way. I experience myself in a different way. And so I experience life in a different way. So these would be my magic factors <laughs> for that. And I th- I totally agree, especially with when you keep your word, when you keep that commitment to yourself, when you say, I'm going to the gym two, two times this week, or I'm going to do some self-care this week or read a little more or really do the inner work whenever you schedule it out, plan for it, whatever. But I think that when you continue to show up, even if it might not be a hundred percent all the time, Maybe it's 60%, maybe it's 40%, but you continue to show up and stick to that commitment. I think that truly does build that confidence. And like you said, I think then that leads into, hey, I have proof that I've I've shown up for myself and I have proof that I can do this. So what else can I do? So entrusting ourselves that I'll figure it out. Everything's figure outable, right? <laughs> Exactly. And it's, it also impacts how you suddenly start experience other people, like suddenly you have people around you that you can actually rely on. And everyone says like, it starts with you. But it really does. It really does. Yes, (laughs) it does. It's like once you start um, building this real, I don't know if there is such a word, reliability, (laughs) like being able to rely on myself it changes your relations tremendously. It's magic. Just like leaks in into everything in your life, every aspect of your life. Yes, absolutely. Now is self-worth, because um, I remember kind of skimming through the other codes. What are some of the other codes that you think that would really benefit the listener, especially again, right? My listeners usually be the nurse who works a lot, who, um, maybe give so much at the bedside and they struggle with giving more to their relationships, maybe to their significant other, friends, children. Um, 
and that are maybe wanting to live a more balanced life and be able to give back to themselves as well. As I was thinking about it, as I was preparing to this conversation, there was immediately one thing, because what I've also uh, noticed working with Tantra, working with energetics, feminine and masculine, um, something that I didn't realize is that being in a role of mother, being in a role of nurse, uh, is being in service, which is more masculine energy. Uh, normally, when women are getting into masculine energy, when they are giving, they forget about receiving, which is essential for femininity. So as I was wondering, what is there that I could share from, from the perspective of energetics of metaphysical world with the nurses who are doing such an incredible work and are definitely all the time in giving and at some point it's like you are giving everywhere so there is not even a millimeter space to enter anything to be able to receive it this is what happens with mothers also we i am a mother i ended up at some point over giving and over giving and then i was annoyed that I only give and I don't receive anything. So then I give more to finally receive. But then it's like the more I give, the less space there is in me to receive. So what I was contemplating on with the nurses was because it's just this is their mission. This is their, you know, like the most beautiful thing that they could do, like being in service in hospitals and supporting patients and what can they do to be able to go into this relaxation to to mm -hmm. start also being in this other in this opposite position where they can actually balance this giving and giving and giving and taking care of other people and it's definitely like focusing where can I start receiving like where can I allow myself to focus on okay I lean back now I relax I trust I calm down and I open to receive and whether it's going to the massage where you are taken care of from the moment you enter until the moment you are getting out maybe allowing yourself to receive a dinner prepared from your partner instead of like coming back home and immediately okay I need to clean I need to cook I need to you know take care of everything like little tiny things that we can start with to to start making th these little spaces to receive to allow themselves to receive the love to receive the care that they are giving in so much so much abundance to the world where they can actually uh, allow themselves give permission to themselves to to experience that as well that is so interesting that you said as far as like the role of the nurse or you know when we give that it's actually more of the that masculine energy i have never thought of it that way and it's just like mind blowing right now because I'm like, that is that I can see that I can definitely see that. And I think it's sometimes hard to 
to receive that. I think maybe we're just so used to giving as well. But I also think that there is some guilt involved. They feel guilty for taking time for themselves. And instead, when they could be maybe studying, right? Because a lot of the nurses go back to to school for, for their advanced, you know, advanced schooling. And I think they feel guilty taking that time because they could be doing other things, studying or spending time with, you know, or cooking or cleaning or organizing, doing laundry, all those other things. Um, so, and I'm, you know, like you mentioned, you're, you're a mom and I can't resonate with that, but I've heard nurses, like they feel guilty, that mom guilt as well. How would you, what advice do you have in, as far as navigating that guilt? One of the most profound things that I've learned about my emotions that I was struggling with tremendously is that they are actually a hidden power. Like underneath our emotions, there is hidden hidden power under anger, under anxiety, under like literally every emotion you can transform. Like it is the door to our power if we know how to transform it. And then I had this theory until I started working with the biggest issue that I had, which was guilt. And after years of working with guilt, I have one very controversial um, theory and opinion about it. Like amongst all the emotions that are taking us straight to our power, guilt is the only thing that is completely useless. Mm. Like guilt is useless, period. And I am saying it with the whole responsibility because I know how from the psychological point of view or many spiritual healers, they are saying about like feeling it, diving into that and so forth. And I agree with it uh, when it comes to everything but guilt. Mm -hmm. I did everything that I could with guilt I was suffering. I think guilt was one of the reasons why I got into depression. It's freaking useless. And I started being very radical about the guilt. I almost I, I almost feel very protective over people who come to me with guilt. I'm like, if guilt knocks at your door, you just tell them, I'm going to come and I'm going to kick their ass. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> I have absolutely no tolerance for guilt because for me personally, it was the essence of self-aggression and I didn't find anything else there. I didn't find any door to creativity, to power, to like anything, any good thing. I didn't find anything after years of working with that. So then I finally hit the wall and I was like, okay, so after years of studying guilt, I have this one opinion to say, it's useless and you just kick it out of your door. And there is no discussion. There is no processing. There is no transformation. Like the only transformation, you you transform it by throwing it to the trash or <laughs> kicking it out of your, <laughs> yes. of your state. And this is something that really like activates me because I know how much suffering it brings and I'm angry that it brings so much suffering. I know how much women don't allow themselves to experience joy, love, abundance, freedom because of this freaking thing. So I, 
I am I am being very protective here and I don't want anybody to think that in any way it is useful to feel guilt. So my advice is do as much as possible uh, code of receiving. I have the code that is called receiving. There is a code called trust and there is a code called courage. So these three things, these three codes out of 13 that I've had that I have now would be the the fundamental codes for for nurses for what I was contemplating on what came to me and remembering that you like you can make make mistakes you can do all like many things that you're not proud of but none of them can be an excuse for you to be ultra aggressive towards yourself. Like you have to love yourself so much and care about yourself so much as the most important person in your life that there is absolutely not a space, not even a millimeter of space for guilt. That's beautiful. Yes. Thank you so much for sharing that. <laughs> I That's, never, it was brutal, but it's honest. No, no, it's honest, authentic. And I love that. And I I just never seen it that way with with the guilt and gosh I I now like moving forward I'm just like yeah I feel like I there are a lot of things that I feel guilty about when but when you look at it when you zoom out it kind of makes me think like well it it really is useless like I'm keeping myself from experiencing joy from experiencing love from experiencing happiness. I think a lot of the times in my life that when I reflect back. Um, and so I think that was a really interesting take on on guilt. And I can tell you're very passionate about that. I love it. <laughs> um, you mentioned the three, so the three codes that you feel like would really resonate with the nurses. One of them being receiving trust. We talked a little bit about. Now courage, I'm curious, courage. How does that tie in with the receiving and the trust? Because it takes courage to start receiving. <laughs> Love it. Yes. And it takes courage to start trusting. And it takes courage to be a nurse. And it takes courage to be a woman. And it takes courage to give and be in service. And it takes courage to, 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 to be able to allow yourself to be free. It just takes so much courage. Because we are so conditioned. And that's okay. Like this, like everyone, everyone is conditioned and that's fine. And now we need courage to move on and to start, to start receiving everything that we deserve to, to open to all the wonders of this world. This is, it takes courage because sometimes it's so scary to say out loud what I'm actually dreaming about, even if it's just 10 minutes of silence alone in the bath mm. and we deserve that and it can be scary to name it and still we deserve that so the courage the, the code the courage code was the first code that I created and I think it's it's like a fundament like this is why it was the first code like you start with courage like you build your inner boldness and bravery and from there you move into love you move into trust you move into money you move into freedom you move into relations like 
it takes courage. So this is why we start with that. I think it also takes courage to say no to things in order to say yes to the things that are going to really fill you up and bring joy and happiness into your life. And I mentioned that because I think that's something that I've always struggled with. And I think that when I've when I've interviewed nurses or talked to them, had chats, they overcommit. They say yes to so many other people's agendas and leaving them little to no room for themselves to take care of themselves, to bring back joy or peace or whatever that is for them. So I think that that was one thing that came up is the courage to say no. This is like, it gives me chills. It gave me chills. Like, this is so beautiful. And um, I have a great tool for that. It's called trial. It's like, you know how you do the trial with Netflix subscription? <laughs> you get free trial for a month, let's say. So you do the free trial of being radically and boldly honest about your yes and about your no just as an experiment not for life not forever not like if you want to step back and say okay I don't like it I want to be the person I was before that's fine you 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 can withdraw anytime after the month but the month of trial just do an experiment just to check how your life will change what will change how you're going to experience it what will be the results what will be the consequences and how you're going to feel and after the trial <laughs> it's a, such a it's a brilliant trick for our for my mind every time i didn't believe in something because my mind was like mm -hmm, or i had some patterns to work on i give the trial i always say okay listen to me i speak to myself listen to me we're just going to do it for one month it doesn't cost you anything. It's just an experiment. Let's try. Let's put the calendar on 30 days. We're going to do the check-in after 30 days. You don't like it. You go back to the place you were before, whatever it is. And I recommend it. I never <laughs> get got back to anything, to any places that I was starting with because my mind started to understand that it works good. I love so that. I recommend this tool. I love that. I love the idea of the trial. Give it a try. It's like trying something on, right? Try it on. See if you like it. See if it doesn't fit. Okay, that's fine. Take it off yeah. and move on to the next thing. But at least giving yourself that that trial time and then you can cancel after that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love that. And then idea. the mind is like, okay, but after a month, we're stopping it. Yes, we're gonna stop it. If you want, we're gonna stop it. No problem. But after a month, it's like speaking with a little child, you know? <laughs> and then it's like, yes, yes, only a month, only 30 days. You're gonna be fine. Okay, okay. And then the mind agrees and we've got this. Yes, <laughs> we won. We can do anything for 30 days, guys. Come on, yes. we got this. <laughs> well, Rhea, thank you so much again. This has been such an amazing conversation. And I want, just want to thank you again for being here, for being present and for really opening your heart and sharing your, your journey with us. And how can the listeners work with you or follow you, find you, connect with you? I am 
all over the internet, <laughs> literally. <laughs> like if you type Ria Sokol in the Google, you're going to be overwhelmed with all the possible platforms, <laughs> YouTube, Instagram, Instagram, uh, English and Polish, in uh, TikTok, English and Polish, Facebook, like Perfect. literally everywhere. I, I'm really, yeah, I'm doing it. You're everywhere. That's amazing. Be really seen and be very uh, visible. And you can reach me literally anywhere because everywhere you text me, whether it's email or any social media, um, there is always someone to to answer you. So just please. Um, please write me please reach out to me and also just to share how was this conversation um, for you awesome thank you so much Ria and I I will I also would like to acknowledge actually what you're doing is so incredible and I love it and I love that you took your niche and that you're supporting these beautiful incredible courageous women that are doing such an, an impactful work for the world it's like I'm honored to be here and thank you for doing it. All right, friends, did you enjoy today's episode? If so, don't keep the goodness to yourself. Share it with another nurse, babe, who's ready to elevate her life by managing her time and finding work-life harmony. And if you can, while you're at it, please leave a quick review for the show on Apple Podcasts. It lights me up to know that this podcast is helping you. See you next Tuesday for another episode. Until next time, friends.